Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Matt Chat. I'm David Miracatani. Today it is my pleasure to be joined by the head coach from the University of Nebraska going into his 18th season, Mr. Mark Manning. Coach, thanks so much for taking the time to be with me today. You bet, Dave. It's an honor. It's great, uh, great to be on your show. I really appreciate it. It was, uh, it was good to get to visit with you, uh, in Vegas and, uh, certainly want to dive into some of the stuff that happened there and talk about your program. Uh, sometimes I, I put questions out. I tell people who I'm going to interview and a good friend of mine, he came up with a really good question and it's probably where I should start. You know, if you don't mind, tell me how you got started in coaching and, and who are some of the people that really had a big influence on you at the beginning of your career? Well, uh, interesting. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a coach. I thought I'd be a coach at high school level. When I was in high school, I had really good high school coaches that were, that really impacted my life. But then, you know, when I went to college, uh, I went to Nebraska and then I transferred to UNO and I had the pleasure to, to be around a guy like Mike Denny, who has been a great influence on my life and my career in college. And, um, and then, you know, I had the opportunity to go to a couple different places. I wanted to wrestle after college and compete internationally, which I did for about six years. And, and, uh, Bill Lamb reached out to me through Rich Lorenzo, who Rich Lorenzo was a head coach at Penn State at the time. They were talking to me and, and, uh, Bobby Douglas, Coach Douglas down at Arizona State. So I had some options to, uh, to where to go and it just worked out great for me to go to North Carolina and Bill Ann was, um, you know, has made a big impact on my life and my career and, and, uh, just as a really good mentor. And, um, you know, I, I coached with, uh, Coach Lamb for eight years at North Carolina. So I had other opportunities to go other places during that eight years. But, but, uh, thank, thank God, uh, Coach Lamb, uh, you know, talked me out of some of those places and, <laughs> and, and, and made me look, you know, big picture. And so, um, he, he was really good, taught me a lot about obviously the profession and, you know, how to recruit and relate to people and, and, uh, it, uh, we had some great teams and some great times down there. So it was really impactful. I got my masters and, and off I went. Yeah. You've, you've got a chance to rub elbows and learn from some of, some of the, the legends of the sport. And, and you can tell that you've, you've learned those lessons well. And, and you've also really developed yourself into a really high level freestyle coach. And tell me a little bit about. I mean, it's it's hard to find somebody to coach the coaches. So, what kind of things have you done there to to continue to to be cutting edge and and to be so good at that that guys like JB and JG trust you, you know, so completely? Yeah, you know, uh, I think it really started when uh, you know just after my college years and and uh, me as a freestyle wrestler, you know, um, I had some really uh, tough opponents at at uh, 68 kilos. And I was obviously never on the Olympic team or world team, but, you know, during those six years, I, I gave it my all. You know, I, uh, I, uh, invested everything in my training and, uh, competing. I competed overseas a lot and had an opportunity to learn from a lot of the greats. Obviously, Dave Schultz was one of my coaches wow. for a couple trips. Um, so I, I picked his brain. I coached in Oklahoma and Dave and his wife, uh, Nancy obviously hit her folks were professors at OU, so 
Dave would come into town. I'd pick Dave's brain. We'd work out together. And um, just, you know, obviously being around John Smith, being around, um, you know, Bruce Burnett, uh, Bobby Douglas on a lot of trips. So just that, along with being just a wrestling nut, as far as, you know, <laughs> wanting to be the best, you, you know, you seek and have a passion for the sport. So you, you know, when I'm overseas, I'm, I'm watching what the Russians, I'm watching what the Iranians, I'm watching what the Azerbaijan guys, how they train, how they warm up every aspect. And so just constantly picking things up and, um, and, uh, trying to, to trying to take the good from people. And, you know, obviously, yeah, uh, I don't know who invented the inside trip, but it wasn't the, the latest guy who did the inside trip at the U.S. Open. A lot of guys, you know, Ricky <laughs> Saunders or someone, right. you know, learned it from someone and they passed it down. But um, so, you know, I think um, those are valuable lessons that I've just been impacted being around a lot of good coaches and a lot of good people. Yeah, and we have mutual friends on a lot of those folks tell me what a student of the game you are, and it, you can really hear that in just your philosophy about things. So. Kind of with, with with that as a background, what, and we'll get into your guys here in a minute. But what were your overall thoughts about the U.S. Open um, here, you know, recently here in Vegas? I thought it was great. I thought, you know, if you look at, you know, it's highly competitive. People realize, you know, this 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 game, this sport we're in, it's highly competitive. And when you when you put um, people in this sport in a, in a in a venue for two days and you're fighting out to make the world team or, you know, the first process. Right. And if you really look at it, you re- you got three medalists and Logan Steber and Jaden Cox and Kyle Schneider not in the field, not not at Vegas last weekend. You know, it really bodes well for USA Wrestling in the future because <laughs> right. there's a lot of good young talent and there's a lot of guys out there fighting, um, you know, to prove themselves and, you know, want to be a world champion. It's – um I think, you know, it's uh, a lot different than it was six, seven, eight years ago when we weren't uh, a powerhouse, you know, worldwide. Now, I think you see we, you know, even in the juniors, there's a lot of great juniors, obviously, Mark Hall, Dayton Fix, just a couple of those guys as far as, you know, Gable Stevenson, guys that are going to be, you know, moving forward, you know, the next few, uh, few quads. So, it's it's exciting, but it's competitive. Yeah, and we talked about this yesterday, Andy Hamilton and I, and, and maybe maybe coming from you, it would mean more. My my point was, if you're a fan of wrestling, it might be just as cool to go to that tournament, the U.S. Open, and then the World Team Trials and the Greco and the Women's than the NCAs in terms of how much more accessible the athletes are and just how many top level guys and gals were competing. I mean, would, would you kind of agree with that, that from a fan's point of view, that was a pretty awesome weekend? Yes, most definitely. I mean, if you look at, you know, uh, all the weight classes, but 65 kilos, when you, <laughs> when you, when you look at, you know, a guy like Jimmy Kennedy, who I have a lot of respect for, yeah, so. I'm not quite sure what he, what he placed, but, when you got guys like that, Jordan Oliver and Frank Molinaro, and 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 just, I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's it's high level, and it's you know really what you see is is there's not as much there's just so much more maturity on the international level 
because pe- people don't fear, you know, whatever name is out there. Sometimes in NCAA tournament, right. people fear people, you know, so much. And they, wow, he's ranked first, and this guy's ranked 12th. It's going to be a pushover, and he usually is. But, but um, you know, they, you know, that's not the case. It comes down to, you know, preparing yourself and being confident in your, in your, um, in your talent, your skills, and then going out and displaying it and. You really see that at U.S. Open. It's like, okay, you want it, doesn't matter. If you won two NCAA titles, you know, <laughs> someone's got to kick the snot out of you. You know, you better be ready to compete. Yeah, Andy pointed out that at 74 kilos alone, there were three Hodge winners in that weight class. And, you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's really good at seeing that from that 50,000-foot view. And I think there was, you know. Probably if Hall wrestles in the world team trials at that same weight, they'll probably end up being four. I think that guy will probably get at least one before he's done. So, yeah, your, your, your point about the depth is well taken. As one of our country's leading freestyle coaches, and I, we're just going to focus on that for right now, what performances or results were, you know, were encouraging to you or, or surprising from, from the U.S. Open? Uh, I guess. Well, I think we're, you know, I think we're building depth at, at 57 kilos. Um, you know, I think Tony Ramos really, I, I thought he's really stepped up his game. Um, you know, I think he's, he's, he's learning new skills and I think he's, he's really evolving. And, um, you know, uh, I think that that's a huge positive, um, for USA wrestling, for, for our sport. Um, you know, I just think up and down the lineup, I think, you know, I think Quiz, a guy like Quiz really has improved. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. he's wrestled a lot, you know, this last year and a half, 18 months, um, freestyle, getting international competition. You know, I, I notice all those things. I think David Taylor is really, you know, up his game. He looks great at 86 kilos. And I just, you know, I'm really impressed. I mean, obviously, Jaden Cox there too. So, yeah, yeah. I think I just think, uh, you know, I'm 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 just really encouraged to see there's a lot of good young guys out there that are really, um, you know, have a bright future. And I think, you know, our sport's in a great place. Um, you know, moving forward. Yeah, I I, I agree. What I I think maybe one of the main takeaways from this weekend were the new rules and how they're being interpreted by the officials. And, you know, you're obviously, I mean, I think for those of us that follow folk style most of the year, some of these rules seem even crazier, but yeah, you're a guy that obviously has one foot in each world. What what are your thoughts about the new rules and the interpretations of them? Well, I think it's anytime you make some new set of rules, there's going to be some, you know, it's going to take some time to iron out the details as far as is how, you know, how are they going to call it at the, at the world championships? And how are they going to call it at the U S open? How are they going to call it? You know, the European championships is in Serbia this week. How are they going to call it there? And then what feedback from those coaches in Europe, what's going to be different than how they call it U S open. Yeah. And so I think just making sure, you know, that's, that's Les Gutchins, Rich Bender's job, and they're, I'm sure they're on it, more than on it. <laughs> I've heard they're on it. <laughs> so, they're you know, probably on it. I coach. think there's a lot of people, uh, you know, worry about all that stuff that they're, 
they're 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 doing their job. I know they're already on top of those things and communicating, you know, what what we saw at the US Open and how it was, you know, it's tough to be official, I think, on the collegiate level, high school level or international level. It's you know, especially when you throw some new rules and you don't you know, there's you get in funky situations that cause people to have to make a decision and then, you know, it's not as quite black and white as it is when you're talking about it in the meeting room and then you get out there on the mat and you're, you know, forced to make a call like a Jordan Jordan Oliver, Zane Rutherford call that, you know. Yeah. So that's that's <laughs> and and the you know, the caution and two, you know, is it is that is that worth as much as a take on? I don't think so. And I I think they're gonna iron that out. I think, you know, obviously they they don't want to reward someone for a, uh, you know, two and a caution by fleeing the mat. Uh, give it more value than a than a takedown. I don't think that was their intent, but that's kind of how it played out sometimes. So I think you know they, they're going to have to iron some of those things out. And I think you know hopefully by August when we go to France, they have those things. You know a little bit more. You we know what we're going to get how it's going to be called, you know? Sure. Well, it's funny. I'm feeling better and better about the podcast Andy Hamilton and I did because the two subjects we talked about were the correct throw at 65 and how, you know, hands to the face shouldn't be worth more than a takedown. So the fact that you're talking about those leads me to believe I might, my career in this might last another week or two. So that's, that's, that's comforting for me, coach. I appreciate it. I know you didn't come on to make me feel better about myself, but I appreciate it. So, anyway, um, what are your thoughts about the, the world and Olympic medalist sitting out to the two out of three? I know you've obviously coached Jordan and, you know, for years he was that guy and you mentioned Steber and Cox and Snyder. Do you feel like that's that's good for putting the best guys on the team? Do you feel like, nah, those guys should have to wrestle this year, it's a different year? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I think people have to to understand why they why those um policies were kind of put in place and if to think about when when Zeke Jones took over as national coach back in, in 2009 mm-hmm. or eight. You know we, you know we uh, we we weren't too good in freestyle wrestling right then, and we had a lack of depth. We had a lack of talent, and I don't think uh, that was not Kevin Jackson's fault or anyone's fault. It's just we had a lot of guys in. A lot of our really good wrestlers were going in MMA and and mixed martial arts, and I think we, as a country, just we lost the talent base. If you look at from 1996 or 2000 to 2008, somewhere in there we, we lost. Our wrestling just wasn't very good, period. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't Kevin's fault. That was just what Zeke took over. Um, and then he, when, once we had uh, some success, he wanted to really reward those guys to make sure, hey, we were getting some medals. And so, you know, got to start at one first, you know, and, and, um, and so he wanted to create uh, a little bit of a, um, a blanket to say, hey, if this guy's a world medalist, the next year does he have to prove himself again when it's really tough in America 
to to make a world Olympic team. It's it's a tough process. Correct. And so we're Azerbaijan and Russia and we're not comparing ourselves, but we are at the end of the day because we want to be the best. And so to be the best, we want to make sure our policies and processes is, you know, putting ourselves in the best position to be successful. And so it's, it's a tough dynamic, you know? Um, but um, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think it really, really rewards um, it's it's given that guy a cherry on top to say, hey, if you're a world Olympic medalist, world champion, you get to sit out the next year. Do you get to? I mean, hey, if you're doing your job, you're going to get beat out. That's and so, right. Yeah. It doesn't give a guy a free pass to make the team every year, like I think sometimes people make it out to be. But it's still, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's a tough dynamic. Uh, any way you see it, but, um, well, you know, I like it. I think it's good. Yeah, and I mean, I think I agree with you that, you know, like, you know, the years when Jordan was in that spot, if he had gone and had a poor tournament or, like, you know, obviously didn't have the Olympics he wanted, now he has to go through the tournament. And, yep. you know, so it, it, it's not like, well, we're just picking this guy because we like him and he's got endorsements. It's No, it's really based on performance. So I think that's – I think in any job, if people looked at it in their own job and they were a, an accountant or they were a school teacher and they did a great job the year before and they didn't have to go through all the, you know, training of the, the people that weren't as good as them, I think they'd go, yeah, that seems fair. So, yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're training people to be the, the best, the best in the world at what they do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's, I think, uh, what Zeke had, uh, the foresight to see um, and really wanted to implement that with Rich. And I think, I think it's good because I think, you know, it's, it's a tough dynamic to to be a world Olympic champion. We can't take that for granted and we want to reward that aspect. <laughs> sure. Yeah, for sure. So um, I, I have a, 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 not a, like a significant, but a somewhat of a relationship with James Green. I know him all the way back from high school. He, he was friends with Jamel Jones and those guys when they were on my team. And yeah. how has James made the adjustment to the senior level so, so successfully? I mean, he was obviously a really good college wrestler, but almost everybody else you see that's winning big, big time won an NCAA title. And I know he's a four-time All-American, but he obviously had to overcome having not won that mentally to going to, I can be the best guy in the world and taking third. How has he made that adjustment so successfully? Uh, I think he's just, you know, I, if you know, James's past is, you know, his high school wrestling team actually doesn't even exist. Winslow Township doesn't have a, doesn't have a wrestling program right now at high school level. Wow. And so, um, you know, so he, he didn't have a lot of structure coming out of high school. Um, so when he came to Nebraska, and then when you put someone in a lot of structure, um, <laughs> you know, they either do really well and they adjust or they don't. And, and it takes people, you know, a couple of years to figure it out in, in college. Um, and so James really adapted well. And he, you know, he, he really, you know, he really trusted Coach Schneider and myself and, and uh, obviously he had another guy, you know, guys around in the room as far as, you know, Jordan. He, Jordan's a few years older, but he saw 
hey, Jordan wasn't a beast coming out of high school. Actually, a lot of people don't even realize Jordan Burroughs didn't wrestle his first freestyle match until 2008. So, you know. He's on the Jaden uh, Cox. Those guys are on the same same path where they just wrestle yeah. as few as possible <laughs> and kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and I think with James, I think he just, he he's a really quick learner. He's a good learner as far as he picks things up easy. And he's, um, you know, he just adapts well. And I think um, James really just bought into our program, bought in, you know, we're, our program's designed, you know, I'm sure every program's going to say they, they work really hard, but we, um, James just really bought into that. I think he, it really paid off for him. Um, obviously, he wasn't a national champion, um, you know, which is, which still eats at him. That, that still drives him to be the best. Those things drive people when they don't achieve what they want and what they were after. You know, it, obviously it broke his heart, man. It's, yeah. uh, he's a competitor. And so to be a world champion, he's not, he's on a mission and he's, you know, he, he really wants it. He wants to be the best in the world and not just this year, but, but moving forward. And he, he trains like it and he's, he's got, he's developed that attitude. And I think, I think that's something we do pretty good development, developing that aspect. Yeah, I think your track record speaks for itself there. And I know, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, my dad, I know you guys are friends and yeah. I'm the son of a coach and, you know, coaches look at things differently. They don't just look at you won or you lost. So obviously James yeah. won. How did you feel overall about his performance, um, winning the bracket? I, I thought pretty, pretty dominant. He was pretty dominant. You know, he let up a couple times, um, you know, last match and, and some in the semis and, uh, you know, he's just got to be able to finish matches out strong. You know, that's, this is, uh, being critical of James, but he did so many, uh, things well. And he is, you know, he's just, he's, he's a beast. He's a, he, his, his position is really tough. Um, and you know, him and Jordan scrap a lot in the wrestling room and Jordan has a hard time scoring on James Green. So wow, that really, Gives James a lot of confidence, I think. But, <laughs> it would give me but, a lot uh, of confidence if yeah, I could run from I, him that long. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, James is really strong. He's strong, and he's uh, he's just really he's just he just thinks in a different pattern than he did a few years ago. He's he's thinking like he's going to be a world champion, and usually those things come to you. And so he's he's. Uh, you know, he's a pro, I would say. You know, he's a pro at what he does, and he's, he takes that mindset that, hey, I'm going to be the best in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, and I have a guy here in the room that, that has been doing it, and I'm going to learn from him. He's really picked up a lot of things from Jordan, and Jordan's really helped him, and vice versa. And uh, I think that dynamic of of Jordan really giving himself um, to – to help James really improve in November and December, ready himself for the world championships. Um, I think that really drives him. Yeah. They seem like they have this really cool dynamic where yeah. in like big brother, they little do. brother, but just like, you know, like that, like brothers where I'm sure they fight, but nobody else is allowed to say anything bad about the other guy and, and they love each other to death. So that, yeah, it's, yeah, an it's awesome. really neat. Yeah. So speaking of, of, of Burroughs, he really seemed like he was on a mission. Um, you know, you know, he shut down his social media, 
super focused, got the title. As his coach, you know, what were some high points and some areas of improvement you saw from his performance this, at the, yeah, the Open? I think he was really – his mind was free, um, and he really um, – it's a, it's a tough dynamic uh, being Jordan Burroughs at these things because, like, say, the U.S. Open, from the standpoint of a lot of fans and a lot of young people coming up to him, yeah, pictures and autographs. That's you wouldn't think that's that big a deal, but it's it can get you your focus, um, you know, not where it needs to be. And I think um, Jordan did a good job with that and dealing with you know his request from that standpoint. But but just getting himself focused for each match. And I I I thought from the first match to the last match, he really kept good poise, good focus. We got some things we got to work on, and and uh, you know, got to got to move on. You know, get better. Sure. Well, and he got the title, and ultimately, at the end of the day, that's that's you know, if you can not wrestle your best and get that done, really, that gives you even more hope that you can can maybe widen the gap. So, um, I'm actually pretty good friends with Randy Couture, and I watch his life. And you know, like we had breakfast there one morning, and he had to take five pictures before he could have his coffee. And and I told him, I said, I'd like your life for like one week. And <laughs> I want to go back to being me. And I think people yeah. don't really, you know, understand that it sounds like it's awesome. But, you know, I, I'm sure Jordan deals with that, you know, at the same, if not even a crazier level, especially when you guys go overseas. So to me, from the outside, what makes Burroughs special is that he's really talented, but that he works like he's not talented. Is is Am I right? Am I wrong? And in your mind, what makes him so special and different? Yeah, for sure. That's a that's a good way to put it, Dave. I I think uh, you know his his work ethic and his discipline with you know you know lifting and drilling in the morning and 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 uh, going the extra yard in the afternoon. I just think his uh, his total package is great. Um, you know, he's really just concentrating on. Uh, from that standpoint, you know, you have to put that work to use when you go into competition, you know, making sure you're warm up, making sure your mind's right, but making sure you're warm up and you're ready to go because six minutes goes fast and you don't want to get caught. Oh man, I wasn't ready. I wouldn't, you know, I, my first two minutes wasn't good. And so, um, we're just really working on that aspect. Um, and so, um, I think Jordan is, um, you know, he's, you know, he's ready to, to to make another push. Yeah, he almost looks like he's been refreshed, like his energy level is different and, you know, yep. probably being able to get away from some of those other outside pullaways or distractions. It's, it's a horrible way to have to, to have that happen, but it almost seems like it's made it is easier for him to be even more focused. So I would be remiss if I don't ask you what were you, what were your thoughts on the final match with him and Dake? Um, you know, obviously a hard fought match. Um, uh, Kyle is, you know, we got utmost respect for Kyle Dake. He's obviously he's a winner, and then uh, you know he's a tremendous competitor, and you know he, he's going to always be ready to go. You know, he's just that's the way he's made. He's yeah. like Jordan, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we're always expecting him to give his best. And, uh, you know, we just got to do, you know, do a good job if we meet up, meet up with Kyle again, let's say in June, 
got to be ready to go and um, got to make some adjustments that way. But, you know, he he wrestled a hard, hard-fought match, and, you know, Jordan came out on the good end. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's crazy to me about Dake is the guy moved up 26 pounds and came a whisker away from making the Olympic team. <laughs> He's probably never yeah. made 189 in his life. So, I mean, I think that people need to understand that Burroughs is wrestling a guy that's pretty freaking special you know, in his own right. So um, sure. I, I, I want to thank you for for at least one thing. You you helped connect me with Brian Snyder earlier this year, and he was on my show, and he was an awesome guest. And, you know, when I talk to him or I hear uh, JB or James talk about you, they all talk about how much you care about them and just how much attention you pay to detail to the smallest things, the, 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 you know, the incremental things that help these guys improve. Cause I think in any sport or any task, you know, your, your learning curve is really steep in the beginning and then it tends to flatten out and you almost have to find ways to challenge yourself. Those guys, I know, see that as one of your main strengths. What do you see your strengths and maybe areas of improvement as a coach about yourself? Um, well, I think you, you know, as a coach, I think you're, you know, you're, you're always getting better. You're getting worse. You know, you, you've got to always been in, always have to be improving. I think, you know, that's just always been my mentality. And, um, and everything I do, every camp I go to, I try to pick up something from people. Because everyone, you know, is knowledgeable, and every I just have respect for people that, you know, are in the sport. And there's, you know, obviously more than one way to do something, but but people have things to share. And I think I'm always trying to to learn from people. And um, but from the standpoint of, I just you know I study a lot of tape. I watch what what's being done, and so try to implement that and, and expose Jordan and James and my other guys to, to they want to be world-class and elite level. This is the way you have to do it. And you have to be ready for these things and you have to improve in these areas. And um, I, I, you know, I just try to put together really good practice plans and from that standpoint and, and uh, make sure we're, we're, we're giving these guys the best information and best way to approach things. But, um, you know, I just I have a passion for the sport, obviously, and I sure. love what I do. And I'm going to, you know, uh, uh, you know, maybe one of the attributes of, as far as me, I just, I just really invest in my guys. I think there's, you know, there's coaches out there that do things different than me, but what I do and it, people want to come to Nebraska, they're going to get a coach that's investing in them as a student athlete. And, and it's not just for the five years, it's for life. And so, you know, I say it and try to live it, you know, you're leading me into something I'm going to ask you in a minute. Cause we, one of, uh, one of my ex guys is one of your ex guys. So we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. So I do, I want to touch on one other thing, and then I want to talk about Nebraska. Um, tell me, how great I – mean, I don't know how to even say this right. Tell me the level of respect you have for Brian Snyder, not only as a coach, but as a guy that literally – he told me how not fun it is to wrestle with Green and Burroughs every day. But, you know, but doing – he was very humble about it. I think he probably does better than he says he does. But, I mean, 
it's got to just be unbelievable to watch that guy get in there and work out with these guys and continue to make them better. And even if he has to, you know, go home in ice packs once in a while, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian's, Brian's super. He, he's, um, you know, uh, the great thing is, you know, about being in coaching, you get to see guys, you know, go from, you know, young men to, to men, right? And Absolutely. Then, you yeah. know, I, had an opportunity to coach Brian for a couple of years and then, you know, him, he, he got in academia and, and got his PhD, his master's, and then came back to the sport. Um, you know, he's, he's a student of the game. He's a guy who won very successful being a four-time All-American himself, mm-hmm. four-time Big 12 champion. You know, he, he, he could have made probably World Olympic teams. I really think he could have. He just wasn't his passion. And so he didn't, he didn't put his energy that way. But, you know, when Brian Schneider decided to be a coach, he, he was all in and he's, you know, a hundred percent in and he's got, you know, obviously similar philosophy that I have, you know, he's, he's invested in our guys, you know, and so Jordan Burroughs and James Green train here, but we treat them just like they're, you know, college guys as far as, um, you know, from, from what their needs are. You know, right. And obviously they're grown men, but, but we treat them from the standpoint of what they need, what they, what they're doing, you know, how they're, they're off the mat life's going too. And so that, I think that's really important, you know, and a lot of people don't know this, but when Jordan Burroughs became a world Olympic champion, 2011, 2012, that, that, that was a really quick, thing he graduated yeah, three right. months later won the world championships got a you know, got some money in his pocket he was single then you know as far as you know you fifty thousand dollars but after taxes you get about 37 he's like what's this 30 thought it was getting i said buddy it's it's real life now that's uh uncle fica so <laughs> yeah that's right yeah got to find him a tax guy and got to get him Someone who invests his money and someone's going to take care of him, you know, from that standpoint, you know, that's so we, we look big picture from that standpoint, uh, helping people, yeah. you know, this, these are things that professionals do and this is how you have got to handle things. And so just help him be successful in his life, you know, but, um, Brian is, he's a pro man. He's, he's great. He's turned down to a lot. He's turned down a lot of head coaches jobs to, to stay here at Nebraska, obviously he loves our place and just believes in what, you know, the values and principles of what we teach as far as our whole university. And, uh, you know, Eastern PA guy being in the Midwest is great. You know, he, he <laughs> doesn't hurt recruiting, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, he's great, man. He's, he's great in every aspect. Blessed to have him. And, you know, he's obviously he's, a colleague, but he's more than that. He's, he's a great friend and he's, he just can't say enough about him. He's, he's got a great heart for, for our guys and for our people and obviously for James and Jordan. Um, and they love him and, you know, it's, it's all good. He's, he's, he's had some challenges in his life that I won't go, go into that even makes his character even more appealing, <laughs> which is, it's hard to even imagine. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was super. 
you know, he, he's got the look of a smart guy, you know, the, just even the posture and the glasses <laughs> and all that. And, you know, but then you talk to him, and you're like, okay, he actually is as smart as he looks. And then was a stud wrestler on top of it. You're like, good Lord. You know, there's nothing this guy's bad at. And then he's from PA, so he can recruit out east, and then he's in the Midwest. I'm like, good Lord, this is this was a, you know, a gigantic get for for Mark and that program there. And the relationship between the four of you guys is really cool. I mean, you know, how he talks about you guys, and, you know, I I hear the interviews about how Jordan and James talk about, just how you guys all talk about each other is really cool. So um, I want to jump over to your, your your team, your college team, uh, I had a chance to have Renneria in, in my charity event and he's a, he's a cool kid. His dad's awesome, crazy, awesome, but an awesome dude. And, you know, you guys have some big, you know, guys had a good season, but you got some big guys, big names coming out of red shirt or coming into the program. Guys like, you know, Chad Red and Bo Bresky and, and Labriola and Renneria. Tell me a little bit about, your recruits, your red shirts, and, and what you think the season's going to look like and the roster's going to look like for you guys this year. Well, we're real excited because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't don't expect us to do much, but, but um, you know, guys like uh, CJ um, has really had a good year just academically um, and just getting better skill-wise and, and uh, becoming a better college wrestler. He's, he's wrestling at university, so – He's going to get his feet wet and, and uh, try to get 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 his feet in the door of UWW juniors. So, um, but uh, Bo Bresky had a had a knee uh, a knee injury, you know, in November, and uh, he's recovering. But he's doing a great job. Uh, guys like Taylor Vans just placed at um, at Las Vegas. Um, Eric Schultz um, just. I'm really, really excited about those guys besides obviously Mikey Labriola and Jason Renteria and the other guys in our program. But we have guys like Luke Weber, Johnny Blankenship, who guys that, uh, you know, came within a match. Well, Luke Weber placed at UWW and Johnny Blankenship, Dalton Peters. Um, uh, so Colin Parrington is a guy who wrestled uh, a lot for us at 149, Colton McChrystal coming back. Obviously, yeah. Tyler Berger, All-American coming back. He's really made a jump, I think, in his wrestling. For sure, yeah. From last year to this year, but I think he's going to make another jump. Um, he he already has, to me, since the NCAA tournament. It's working out with Jordan and James, and, you know, he's, his belief and confidence and maturity is 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 going in the right direction, and those are all good things moving forward. So we're really excited about you know, our future. Got a lot of good guys, but but it's about developing and and helping, you know, just take take their wrestling to another level. So, uh, you know, we got our work cut out this summer, but um, you know, it's it's great when you have kids that are passionate, like yourself, that want to be the best. And you know, these guys are uh, really going to be fun to fun to work with. Yeah, you guys are going to be good for a long time. So when you and Snyder and Powell and the rest of your staff are recruiting, what are what are some of the main things you're looking for when you're like, look, we want this guy to come to Nebraska? Well, you know, just kids that are really excited about the sport want to be the best. Um, and I think there's you know, some guys want to be the best in high school and then want to be best at the world or 
that's in college, not everyone's going to be a world Olympic champion, you know? Sure. Um, you know, there's some guys out there I'm talking to right now. They, they don't, they're not really freestyle guys, which is fine. It's great. It's, it doesn't matter to me as long as their passion is about being the best in the, in the college ranks. And so, um, you know, being invested in the sport, but, but most of all, really, really, really wanting to be invested in themselves about, you know, helping themselves become a complete person. What I mean by that is college, you got to go, got to be a student athlete. <laughs> right. You got to be a student first. And then but along with that is developing yourself as a, as a, as a man. And so, um, you know, guys that, guys that want to be, um, the best in whatever they want to go into, you know, 10, 20 years from now, and hopefully we're going to teach them the lessons and how to do that. They're not all like to be national champions or, you know, all Americans. Some guys, you know, leave our program and it's like, man, they weren't all American. They weren't a national champion, but are they a, a world champion dad? Are they a world champion to their wife? You know, yeah. I, I'd say a guy like Tim Lambert, he never reached his goals, but he's an awesome person, and everyone, his parents are blessed to have him because right? he's he's a world class kid. He was never a national champion or all American. Lost out a couple times, really tough, you know, tight matches. But you know, that's God's plan. I'm the, I got a lot of faith in Tim Lambert and what he's made of and he's going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. He's going to so, be a blessing uh, to people in other walks of life. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's yeah. right. And then that's how I look at guys. I don't judge them by my God. They didn't get the result. I recruited them for Sure. I would. I want them to have success. You bet. But, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's not in the cards. And so for whatever reason, but I'm going to love them the same way, man. I, you know, guys that come out of my program, you know, I I uh, just have a lot of a lot of respect for it because it's demanding. Yeah, and it's perfect segue. You know, I for people that don't know, Jason High wrestled. He was at Blue Springs High School, wrestled for Coach Haggerty, and then um, yeah. we recruited him at Merrimack, and then he went on and wrestled for you, and now he has a successful yeah. fight career, and he actually has a big yeah. fight coming up in late June, and. Um, I'm actually going to swing through Kansas City and, and bring Jason up with me to the world team trials. And it, it was cool. I, you know, I sent you a text and I was like, hey, you know, Jason's coming with me. Can, you know, we get some training in, work on some of his cage work and judo. And literally two minutes later, sure, when you want to be there, you know. And I think that says a lot about you. And, you know, you don't really get anything out of whether Jason trains or not. But you mentioned, you know, your relationships for life with these guys. And, you know, when I told Jason that, he's like, man, that's cool. I get to see Coach again. And I think that's a real testament to how you feel about those guys and how they feel about you. Yeah, yeah it's great. And it's, it's, it's big picture. Obviously, we all want to win at the highest level and, you know, shoot, want to win national titles. But, but, uh, but, uh, you know, Penn State's got that, that aspect going right now. Sure. But, you know, every, everybody's going to chip away and do their thing. And that's what should happen. And, yep. and, and competition is what drives, you know, good to great and great to phenomenal. So, um, yeah. Lastly, for people that haven't been to Lincoln, um, maybe tell people not only, I think maybe people have a pretty good idea that the wrestling is going to be phenomenal, but, you know, tell us maybe a little about, about the, 
the location, the Devaney Center, Devaney Center, I want to pronounce it correctly, and then the yep. the Haymarket or whatever. Some of these, you know, the spots are that people can really enjoy Lincoln in June. Yeah, it's uh, well, one Lincoln's two hundred eighty thousand people uh, here, so so sometimes people think uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, is just this tiny little town out in the middle of the cornfields. Then where you where you live, uh, you know, there's cornfields in Indiana, and there's cornfields in Michigan, and cornfields in, in Missouri. <laughs> we got, we got them too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, in Ohio, there's right. a lot of cornfields. But, but I think it's, uh, from the, from the standpoint is once you come to Lincoln, one, it, it's a friendly environment. That, you know, people are, people are really friendly. Number one, the hay market, like you mentioned, they built up, uh, six years ago, they built a, a big arena down there. Pinnacle Bank Arena brings a lot of great events to Lincoln, Nebraska, concerts and and um, all kinds of uh, you know truck shows and and um, all kinds of events to Pinnacle Bank, and that that really drives the Haymarket area. There's a lot of great hotels and a lot of great places to eat down there. A lot of great entertainment. Um, then just, you know, that's very close, the Haymarket area, to our campus. So it's really literally right across the street. Nice. And so the link, uh, Bob Devaney Center, um, Tom Osborne, when he was our athletic director six years ago, socked $50 million into the Bob Devaney Center. And so it's all renovated. And, and uh, our basketball team, uh, men and women, play down at the Pinnacle Bank. They practice here, but they're – but the competition site is used basically for wrestling, gymnastics, and volleyball. And so it's, uh, seats like 8,800. Um, it's, it's a really tight, um, arena. It's, it's, the fans are going to be, it's going to be just a tremendous event because the fans are going to be right on top of the wrestlers. It'd be great access. There's a lot of, you know, scoreboards up in the uh, the arena so it's it's um a high-tech venue i would say but the bot Devaney center is it's great it's going to be great for the wrestlers because our indoor track is right off that complex it's going to be used for warm-up area practice area um so i think you know fans you know june 9th and 10th weather's going to be great it's going to be yeah a great event and i i think uh you know, fans are really going to enjoy Lincoln, Nebraska, as far as the weather, the the food, the entertainment, and just how people are, the friendliness of it. Yeah, Andy Hamilton and I were talking about how the attendance at the U.S. Open and the World Team Trials are obviously nowhere near they are for the NCAs, but you really just get the cream of the crop from the NCAs at this event. Like we were saying at 74, three Hodge winners in one weight, so... I have no skin in the game, but I personally would suggest anybody who can make it to Lincoln um, for those dates should really try to do so. I mean, you know, hotels are pretty affordable. The tickets are not outrageous. And, I mean, it's amazing how many freaking superstars are running around there, not only the athletes but the coaches and everything else. So I yeah. hope you guys have and, a great turnout for it, Coach. Yeah, and I think, you know, even on the junior, it's – it's really streamlined this year as far as UWW juniors are going to be on Friday, June 9th. All the juniors and junior world team will be decided on Friday night. And then 
Saturday, all the seniors. So yeah, it's cool, it, right? It's it's a, it's a great event, and and for you know freestyle fans out there, wrestling fans to come watch. Uh, obviously, we we already know Gable Stevenson, Mark Hall, Dayton Fix. Those guys are all going to be the future of our our sport. They're all going to be wrestling. Besides all these other young studs. Yeah. And then the the Valencia, next day. Those guys, yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, and so then you get, you know, all the senior level guys that, uh, you know, past NCAA champions and Hodge Award winners, but but guys that are, that are going to represent, you know, our country moving forward. So I think it's going to be just terrific event and really, really uh, encourage people to get out there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, you know, some super wrestling. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And coach, I, I just want to publicly thank you for your support and friendship to to my family and me over the years. It means a lot to to me personally, and want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. And I, I'm sure you know this, but I wish you, your coaching staff, your program, and and in the short term, your senior guys the best of luck. And uh, Jason High and my dad and I will see you next month in Lincoln. Okay. That sounds great, Dave. Appreciate it, and thanks for having us on. I, I really uh, appreciate what you do, and thanks for what you do for the sport. Thank you, Coach. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the head coach from the University of Nebraska, Mark Manning. This was Matt Chat. We'll speak to you all next week. This show is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.